0: Listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Danica Ellis. This is episode number 443.5. And today I'm going to be talking about two of my favorite backlist reads of the year. So now that we're into December, it's a natural time to look back on the year. So, of course, I've been thinking about my reading year. And this is, I think, the best reading year I've ever had, at least. It's the most I've read in a year since I started keeping track. I've read over 120 books so far, hoping to knock out a few more before January. And usually I read about 100, but this is well above that. And I haven't done that since I started book blogging. That was when my reading really skyrocketed. And it's been really nice. I don't really know why I've been reading more this year. I've read a lot of comics and other short reads, but I don't think any more so than usual. I don't feel like I really had a big project I was reading for. So I don't know why it's been such a good reading year, at least in terms of raw numbers but I'm really happy with it, especially because 2020 was a really bad reading year for me and actually made me kind of lose touch with why I like reading. So it's been nice to see that I seem to have fully recovered from that. And I am finding more joy in reading again and finding it easier to read. Because I always feel better when I am reading more, but I don't necessarily reach for a book when I'm not feeling great. I tend to go for videos, you know, watching a lot of YouTube when I feel like I need a break. So that is a positive sign. I haven't looked at my average ratings. I'm not sure if I read more five-star books than usual or less because I've been reading more, but I did read a ton of books that I really loved. I Put together my best of list for the newsletter, Our Queer Shelves. You can check that out if you're interested. And my just first draft short list of my favorites of the year was over 20 books, so I feel like that's a pretty good sign. If those are, if I have at least 20 books that I am happy to recommend and that I'm still thinking about long after I finished reading, so yes, I've had a very good reading year. A lot of that was frontlist. I read a lot of frontlist for all the books and also because I get sent arcs between our queer shelves and the Lesbury, my sapphic book blog. So I tend to read a ton of books coming out the same year, even though I love backlist. There's so many great books that have come out previous to this, but it's just sort of the nature of the work that I tend to read a lot of frontlist. So I wanted to talk about two of my favorite backlist books that I read this year and one of them is actually my favorite book I read this year period. So definitely I still love backlist books. I just don't always prioritize them the way that I want to. And before jumping into that, I want to talk about TBR. So as you might have heard TBR now has a paperback level, whether you hate carrying around bulky hardcovers, you're on a budget, or you just want a wider range of recommendations, or all of the above, you can now get a paperback subscription from TBR, curated just for you by one of our bibliologists. You can also gift it, because the holidays are coming. Top tip, TBR is an excellent gift for when you realize that you forgot to give someone a gift and you're running out of time, you can get a TBR subscription for someone that morning, and they'll be none the wiser. And it's an excellent gift. They get a personalized recommendation. And you can do it on three different levels. Now you can get just the recommendations, you can do paperbacks, you can do hardcovers. So there's kind of an option for every budget. And if you are worried about leaving someone off your list, just keep that in mind. You can get all the details at mytbr.co. That's mytbr.co.
1: Today's episode is brought to you by Underlined haven't read an Natasha Preston thriller yet. We dare you to try. She's known for her line of chilling young adult suspense novels like The Seller and The Fear. The New York Times and USA Today bestselling author excels at putting fear into the hearts of her readers. So her newest book titled The Dare is about five friends whose senior prank goes very, very wrong. This is the perfect graduation season read for thriller fans who can handle a good scare. The Dare is now available wherever books are sold. You can learn more about it at getunderlined.com. So again, this young adult thriller is about five friends with a prank that goes wrong. There are dark secrets, a twisty plot, and creepy I know what you did last summer vibes. So if you, you know, it's graduation season, you want to revel in that, but like make it scary. You know what I mean? Pick up The Dare by Natasha Preston. And thanks again to Underline for sponsoring this episode. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Harper Muse, publisher of Troubled Waters. Troubled Waters is an intimate portrait of two generations, a granddaughter and a grandmother, coming to terms with what it means to be family, Black women, and alive in a world on fire. In heartfelt lyrical prose, Mary and Hegler weaves an unforgettable story of the climate crisis, Black resistance, and the enduring power of family. Narrated by Janice Abbott-Pratt and written by climate justice writer Mary Anise Hegler. The Troubled Waters audiobook is available everywhere May 7th. It follows Corinne as she plans to stage a dramatic act of resistance and peels back the scabs of her family wounds and puts her safety in jeopardy both grandmother and granddaughter must bring their unspoken secrets into light to find a path to healing known for her essays that dissect and interrogate the climate crisis drawing heavily on her personal experience as a black woman with deep roots in the south mary Inez hegler brings us her first work of fiction titled troubled waters make sure to pick it up thanks again to harper muse publisher of troubled waters for sponsoring this episode Okay, so
0: the first book I want to talk about is my favorite book I read this year. It is The Black Period by Hafiza Augustus Keeter. And this is a very difficult book to classify, to talk about, but it is such a beautiful read. So this year I was a judge for the nonfiction category of the Lambda Literary Awards, and that's What got me to pick this book up, and I'm so glad that I did. So the full title is The Black Period on Personhood, Race, and Origin. And have you ever read a book where you absolutely love it and you feel completely unqualified to talk about it? Because that's how I feel about the Black Period. I think this is such an incredible book that should really remembered for many years to come. I think this would be an amazing book to study. I think this would be a great book club book. I would love to talk to other people about it. And I want more people to read it. But my problem is, I don't know how to talk about it because it's smarter than me. (laughs) It's brilliant. It's expansive. There are so many layers going on. First of all, this is a poet's memoir, and if you have read a poet's memoir before, you know that that is reason enough to pick it up. This is someone who knows how to use language, who uses words in a very deliberate, powerful way, and even the most inconsequential details are so beautifully written. As for what this is about, it is a memoir. But that also is a real simplification. It is something that really exemplifies the idea that the personal is political because this is about her personal story, but she connects it to everything that came before it. So when she's talking about her disability, she connects that to her parents health problems and her parents health problems she connects to racism in the united states and racism in the united states she connects to the founding of the us and how that has been a through line the entire time the us has existed and everything that she discusses everything she talks about she really traces back in that way and as she does it, you see how it is absolutely necessary. There is no way to understand her story without understanding everything that came before it, without understanding her parents, without understanding the history of racism in the U.S. and also as it played out in colonialism in Africa across the continent. There's so much packed into this book so it is a memoir, and you do really get a look at her life. But it's also art criticism. It's a collection of essays about Afrofuturist thought. It's about how the struggle of Indigenous people and Black people in the U.S. are connected. And it also has dozens and dozens of pieces of original artwork from her father, who is a well-respected artist in his own right, I think this book is so underread. It's won multiple awards, including from PEN America and the Lambda Literary. It is out in paperback now. Go read it. Go get your book club to read it. Get your students to read it. It's so brilliant. And that is The Black Period by Hafiza Augustus-Geter. Another one of my favorite books that I read this year, I listened to as an audiobook, and that is Care of Letters, Connections, and Cures by Ivan Coyote. Ivan Coyote is one of my favorite authors. They are such a soothing storyteller if you ever get a chance to see them in person reading out their stories and performances, I highly recommend it. This book is a collection of letters. Basically, they have gotten a lot of letters, whether physical or emails or otherwise, from fans primarily throughout the years. And a lot of those they felt deserved more time and attention in the reply than they had at that moment. And in the early days of 2020, when they weren't able to travel, when a lot of their plans had to be canceled, they decided that that was the moment to reapply to these letters. And this is definitely a COVID pandemic book. You really are reminded of what those early months of 2020 were like. But it's also timeless in a lot of ways because Ivan Coyote's replies to these letters are so thoughtful. They're so generous. They're so compassionate. And they talk a lot about queer people, about transphobia, and about how to be kinder and more accepting, more empathetic to each other. It is such an incredible book, but especially as an audiobook, I just could listen to Ivan Coyote talk all day, every day. <laughs> such, they have such a soothing voice and such a compassionate way of talking to people. It's just a very comforting read. It was one of those books where I was listening to the audiobook and I was thinking, man, I can't wait to reread this. So I definitely will be reading it again, listening to it again. And I recommend all of Ivan Coyote's books, but this is a new favorite for me, I think. And that is Care Of by Ivan Coyote. So those are two of my favorite backlist books I've read this year. Thank you so much to our sponsor. Thank you to our audio editor, Caitlin Brame. And thank you for listening. For more recs or general bookishness, check out BookRiot.com and don't forget to check out our full stable of podcasts at BookRiot.com slash listen or just search BookRiot on your podcast player of choice. You can find a list of the books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting BookRiot.com slash all the books. Remember, if you're a fan of all the books and all the backlist and you want to show us some love, please leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We sincerely appreciate it and your reviews help other book lovers find us. If you want to find me, you can do that at lesbury.com for my sapphic book blog or at Our Queer Shelves, my book riot newsletter. And in the meantime, happy reading.